Hey, security peeps, we are live with another edition of Breaking into Cybersecurity, and this is 2.0, our leadership series. And I am Renee Small, cybersecurity super recruiter, helping awesome leaders hire great talent. I'm here with my co-host, Chris Foulon. Everyone, security consultant and coach, and today we have an amazing guest on, Christy Rutherford. If you didn't see her last episode, make sure you go back, uh, find it on our podcast, on our YouTube series. If you haven't subscribed already, make sure you go and you subscribe and rate us wherever possible. But Christy's last episode was phenomenal. Um, we loved her so much. We had so many comments that we, we had to get her back. So today we have the privilege of having her back because she is amazing. She re she really really is. I mean, well, while she's while we're about to bring her on, a couple things before we get started. Um, please shout us shout us out. Tell us where you're calling, you're reaching out from, all that good stuff. Because I know with with Christy and her being here last time, and I reached out some to some of the folks that saw her last time, and I said Christy's coming back. They're like, oh my god, oh my god. I mean. Because she brought the smoke last time. I mean, she had us in here like, hallelujah, amen, <laughs> last time. And I know some people are already saying, happy Friday, everyone. Hey, Tyrone. Tyrone is here. He's talked to Christy. Um, Lenore is here. Hello. Linda says, hello. Yay, Christy. Yep, we are happy to have her. Leslie is here. Hey, Leslie. Huntsville, Alabama. Oh, cool. We got some cool places. You know what? I have to make sure that we have people kind of share where they're calling from, where they're, where they are. Cause we have people all over the place and it's awesome. So um, please subscribe. So one of the things we want to keep telling you all is subscribe to our YouTube channel. We get tons and tons and tons of people here in LinkedIn, but YouTube, poor YouTube. We don't, <laughs> we don't have a lot of people on YouTube. So please go to our YouTube channel and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And what will happen is, even when you don't get the notifications on LinkedIn, because sometimes with LinkedIn, it's, it's getting kind of interesting with the um, with the algorithms. Um, I don't think I'm getting, you know, it's get going live as off or, you know, I don't think you're seeing them as often. Um, but on YouTube, you get it every time if you subscribe. So make sure you subscribe. So a um, couple more shout outs and then we'll bring Christy in. Um, ben is here. Hey, Ben. Tyrone says, I live in Atlanta. He loves Christy. Monica says, Christy is amazing. Leslie is here from the DMV. Hey, Leslie. I didn't know you were in the DMV, too. Um, Tyrone, <laughs> Tyrone said, it's somewhat sunny. Woo, woo, woo. Christy is outstanding. Danielle is here. Oh, my God. All the peeps are here. We got to start doing these on Friday again. I feel like Friday at 1 o'clock Eastern, all the peeps show up. It's awesome. Um, Linda is in Dallas. Who is that? Oh, Yamar is here. NYC, baby. The DMV. El Paso, Texas. So all these great places. And I had to see where Christy is this, this, um, today. If she's in the Bahamas, if she's here, like, where she is. But we are going to quickly tell you very briefly about Christy before we bring her on. As, um, Chris said, Christy came on last month or was it the end of January, and li literally left in a puff of smoke. Like, the, I think we were all sitting here like, we, we need her back. We need her immediately. I mean, she talked about the raises that she's been helping people get 
over in the middle of a pandemic. So since 2020, June of 2020, Christy has been helping mostly women executives get raises, mostly in their current jobs. And she had, and when we spoke to her last, I think I believe it was $1.5 million in raises. And now it's up to 1.7. So I am going to bring Christy on, let her talk about all this stuff. And I mean, guys, get ready, get ready. This is going to be a ride. So Christy, we're going to bring you on. Hey, Christy. Hey, everybody. I still ain't get this lighting right. See what happened? <laughs> <laughs> so you're no longer in the Bahamas. Nope. I left uh, two weeks ago. I'm okay. sad. I'm trying to find my, find my way in these United States of America. Ah, I need the beach. It's cold here. It's cold. Hey, Tyrone. <laughs> Where are you? I'm in Atlanta today. Ah, you're in Tyrone's land. Tyrone, that's, you might want to hit Hey, Christy up. Clarence yep. is here. I mean, people are, they all over. So Christy, what have you been up to? I, well, I know what you've been up to because I saw another 200,000 added to the 1.5 from last time. So more people are getting more money. So bring us the smoke. Tell us what you've been doing and how you've been helping all these people get so much more in raises in the middle of a pandemic. Talk to us about that. You know, what's interesting is the money is the byproduct of wholeness. So so really what we're going after is peace. What's the point of having money if you don't have any peace? What's the point of having money if you're losing sleep at night, worried about your boss getting on your nerves? And so really it's about how can we assist women with getting out of their own way, breaking the negative patterns that they have in their life, breaking the, the, the negative conversations that they're secretly having with themselves and giving them the courage and the opportunity to just show up in a bigger way by resolving the stuff that happened in the past. And so I assist women with figuring out why they're not asking for raises and, and why are they showing up feeling like they don't have any value? Because what's the point of me teaching you how to ask for a raise if secretly in your head you're saying you're a loser, you're never going to make it, it'll never happen. I want to go to the root of where that conversation is coming from. So one of my clients, I have to get her numbers because I'm like, man, I've been at 1.7 too long. It's been about three, four weeks. This is this is not right. Y'all got to get some money around here. But she just got her startup funded. So I need to add that to my total. But uh, we're having a lot of fun. I mean, it's, it's setting women free to live in their highest and best selves. And then the last part, which uh, Chris will appreciate and the men on the line will appreciate is a lot of our clients now see how they've been showing up uh, in their marriages. And one said in particular, she says, my husband must have PTSD from from um, from being with me, because if you're so stressed out, a lot of times we think that we can compartmentalize that anger or that stress. We bring it right home and we display it to our spouses or children and so she's like she's showing up excited at home but when typically when she's excited and she's yelling her husband thinks that is going to be a battle so he's like you know what are we getting ready to fight about now not physically but what are we getting ready to argue about now and she's like no wait i'm just excited and he's like oh okay <laughs> so so she's watching him react to how she used to respond or what normally would have driven her over the edge or what normally would have made her melt down. And now that she's not responding, she's watching him watch her not respond and anticipate it. So, so we're having a lot of fun. I got, I'm, I got to, y'all got to put me on pause because I got to plug on my computer. <laughs> <laughs> y'all get to laugh. 
Blink me out so you don't see my yoga pants when I stand. <laughs> Christy is oh my else. god, I she love Christy. Else. Like she's so funny. Oh man. So Christy, just so you guys know, she she'll be back in a second. She's plugging in her computer. But we um I attended. So Christy has these um she has these workshops. And so, you know, she does coaching. Obviously, she works with executives, many a lot of executive women, but men as well. Um and she has these workshops and I participated in one of the one day workshops. And I, I mean, I walked away again. It was this is an hour and it was just like this for <laughs> for eight hours. You know, it was Christy for eight hours. So, you know, if she happens to have something, we'll, we'll ask about, you know, if she happens to have something else like that coming up, um, you want to you want to jump. You want to pounce on that if you can. So looks like Christy's ready. You ready? Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. Last night, last night, because I'm in a new space and you know, you try to figure it out. This thing is on a box. The couch broke. So it's kind of sideways. And so last night when I was doing my coaching, I was standing up and I'm like backing up. I'm like, okay, my butt is all in the camera, y'all. So I'm just like this. Y'all just blink me off. We're not trying to show the public. I'm not running game this week. You know, maybe next week I'll be taking applications for men, but I'm not trying to run game and show y'all my butt. <laughs> Uh, thank you for taking me off the camera. Oh, my God. It's so much fun. So Tyrone says, you look great. Lighting is good. Thanks, City. He's in Atlanta. Charles is in the UK. So, so Christy, what I was telling them while you were off was that I was at one of your, I mean, we'll, you know, dive into all mm -hmm. these different things because we have you know, almost an hour with you. But we, um, you were talking about some of the women and, you know, getting what what you do so in terms of the in terms of, in terms of helping like internally and i was just sharing with everyone that i had participated in one of your programs one of your one day programs i know you have multiple yeah. different ones but this was like a one day workshop and i was just saying it's like this but for eight hours <laughs> you know it was like christy going in and your clients were on and they were talking about their transformation was amazing you know and it was so much about like the self-care i remember one lady either either i was watching a youtube or i think I think it was part of that. I can't remember. You're like all in my head now. Um, but there was a lady who talked about who you said that she had to. Um, there was a couple of different things. There was the lady who her her son who, mm -hmm. you know, she came in. She was like the the mad mom. Like she would show yeah. up and she was so yeah. angry and like her kids and she would walk in. and Everybody's like, you know, like they don't want to be around her. And now she's like completely transformed. So family life is different. So many things are different. Then there was another lady where you talked about like you made her go like your your um, directive. I guess you told her, hey, you need to go walk every day, you know, yeah. get out and get fresh air. So there was so many pieces to, you know, you think about, like you said, you, you always say, you know, it's not about the money. It's we're going to get the money, but it's not about the money. Right. So mm -hmm. people are getting they're getting these huge raises and they know that they're worthy and in our case, there's so much imposter syndrome. And I think that's what we talked, we started to talk about a little bit when you were on last time, you know, you're telling yourself, I'm not, you know, you, you, you can't even ask for the raise because you don't think you're worth an extra 50, 75, a hundred thousand, like the kinds of numbers that you've been helping people get. Yeah. So yeah. tell us more about that. If you're showing, showing up at work, only making 150, but your value is 375, it doesn't mean that you're only valued at 150. You're actually valued at 375. What's stopping you from asking for how, for how much you're worth? 
And so a lot of people are showing up at work with this limited perspective and they're blaming their bosses and they're saying that is them. Well, no, it's you. Did you ask? Point blank, period. I can't wait. And I'm going to be going in. I need to, to, to separate the day of equal pay day and just start going in on people's posts where they say, pay black women their value. Pay women their value. I'm going to be like, but did you ask though? Did you ask? Did you? Uh, or, you know, my favorite question, well, what's your value then? If, if, if you want them to pay you and they turn your microphone on, what are you going to say? That's the problem. So we're out advocating, pay me my value. What's your value? Well, what do you think my value is? No, what is your value? You're, you're demanding that I pay you. So tell me how much you're worth. Well, if I get the algorithm and if I add up my two master's degrees and then I did this and then I volunteered for this and I volunteered for that. Um, 105, what? What? What are you talking about? Because your boy got a certificate in candy making, <laughs> right? He bringing in cotton candy on the weekends and he making 225. And another thing that women do, which is hilarious, I go in on women, which is, it brings me joy and they need it. Women are asking for the titles, but they don't have the money. So the men are going after the money. The women are going after the titles to so hear you are the VP of blah, blah, blah. And you're making $85,000 and he's the carpet sweeper making two twenty-five because you're so busy fighting for the title and he's going after the money. And then you complain that he makes more money than you, but you have the title. But ladies, what are you focused on? So let's so let's break. Let's back it up. And let me let me see if I can wrap up my three points. And it's funny because my assistant knows when people ask me stuff, she'd be like, Chris is going to make it up while she, while she's talking. <laughs> she's, she's, she's going to make it up while she's on the line. So the first thing is, what is your value? And, and, and Renee and Chris, if, if you were at a restaurant and they brought you two lobsters, this is an image that I put up. One of them has a $20 price tag on it. And one of them has a $200 price tag on it. Which one are you going to pick? The dollar one. The 200 What's wrong with the 20? You want to know what's wrong with the $20 one? Okay. Uh, Chris, you're going to pick the $20 one? Heck yeah. If it's the same value of but lobster you know, for $20. But you, don't <laughs> but you don't know. It's just two lobsters. Does that make sense? Like, it's just two lobsters on a plate. One is $20 and one is $200. You're going to be looking at them like this. I don't know. They're, they're probably going to be <laughs> what, what questions are you going to ask? What's wrong with the Why is that one 20? Why is this 200? What, you know, what's wrong with the $20? You, you, immediately, I would think, like, what's wrong with this? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Chris, you're just going to go for the 20. Tell me, I got a deal. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, he's the manager. <laughs> For, for 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 twenty bucks, you, you you slap some mayonnaise in there and you make you make it a roll. <laughs> and then you in the bathroom for the rest of the weekend. <laughs> That's behind the scenes. <laughs> but but listen, but listen to how Chris thinks. Chris is gonna pay the price tag that's on it. He's gonna pay you the twenty dollars. If you walk in, that, that's a good point. If you walk in, see the women are more discerning. We're gonna be like this. What's wrong with that twenty dollar lobster? <laughs> oh, you know, like. What is, is that chicken in a lobster? That can't be, that can't be a real lobster. There's something wrong with it. Men say, I'm just gonna pay the sticker that's on it. I'm gonna pay the cheaper price. They didn't, they're not even gonna ask questions. So when the woman walks in the room, valued at 325, and she only asks the 85, the men ain't gonna ask no questions. Cool, 85, there you go. The, like, this is a prime example of what happens. Chris is in the room saying, 
I'm just going to pay you the cheaper price. He's not going to be like, what's wrong with you? And this is what women think. When I come in, if I come in low, and, and if I go for 85, and then I work endlessly, he's going to see my value, and he's going to pay me 325 The trick is on you. Chris say, I'm going to pay $20. Chris is going to give you 85 Renee's going to be sitting there like, what's wrong with her at 85000 He ain't asked no questions. He said 20 <laughs> I'm gonna pay you 85. That's what you asked for. That's the cheaper price. Why would I why would I discern what's wrong with you? And then if you coming in now saying, okay, well now I've 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 come in at 85 and I've worked endlessly. I'm running circles around people that's making 225. Chris is gonna be like, but but you what are you talking about? I'm I'm paying you what you asked for. I'll, I'll bump you up to hundred. You asked for more. But if you don't ask for more, you don't get more. And that's what, I mean, when I approach job hunting, I'm not looking at what the market value is. The market value is the market value. That's data that's out there. I'm thinking what's my time and effort worth to the company and whether all the things considered, if it's worth my time and effort. And then I make up a number and I go, this is what I'm valued at. And if that's the company good. likes that, the company likes that. If they don't, they don't. Yep. Market value is the label that you put on yourself. So if you walk in, I've had women ask for 425 straight up. Actually, one of them, she asked for 400. When they turned her microphone on, they said, how much What's your after they went through all the interviews? Because, you know, you talk about money at the end. So you got all of these people that love you. And they said, well, well, what do you want? She said 400. And then stopped talking. So they said, Okay, they left. They came back. Can y'all hear me clearly? Do I need to? Oh, we can hear you. You're good. Okay, because they're not start yelling. Uh, <laughs> I need some sound barriers. They left, and then they came back, and they said, "Look, we're sorry. the The job that we had open was a manager job. Managers don't make four hundred. The directors make four hundred. But give us a couple of weeks because we have to go back and re-rack the whole system to give you what you asked for. That was gangster. They had to take two weeks to go. They had to go to committee. They had to vote on it. They had to advocate to pay her this money. She didn't say, what's your range? Well, what title do What's the job that you have available? Which box do you want to squeeze me in? So I can suffer and then complain that I'm in a hostile work environment because I hate it. She said 400. They had to go and figure out how to bring her on because she knew her value. And she had other job offers in the background. So she's not so desperate for a job that she's willing to take anything. And I'll give you one more and then y'all can ask me a question because I, I, I feel like I'm on a runaway train here. I had a double coffee this morning. It was delicious. I talked to one lady who said, and, and we talked about this, but this is another lady. I, you know, I have stories for days for day. She said, my job paid me 100. And then I found out later the range was one to 150. So she said, they paid me 100, but I was so happy to get a job, I took it. So later in our conversation, like five minutes later, she's like, they jipped me because the range was one to 150. And so they only paid me 100. I said, no, you took 100. Don't, don't forget your story. See how her story changed? Because she's going to be on equal payday talking about how her company gypped her out of $50,000. No, you snatched a hundred 
and you ran down the street rejoicing that you had a job, you didn't even ask what's the range. If you would have asked, they probably would have told you. That's on you. So what, what my whole goal while I'm on this earth talking loud, producing fruit, because the, the women that I coach talk like me, it's great. They don't talk as loud, but they're a little gangster. We have to stop complaining about how we're being mistreated when we're volunteer victims. Mm. Pow, one. Two, we have to stop complaining that people won't pay us that value when we put ourselves on wholesale. You did that. You put a clearance stick on. Talking about I'm a, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do this to put my get my foot in the door. You did that. They didn't do that to you. They let you do it, right? Like they didn't they didn't ask you to do it. They didn't request it, but they're gonna let you do it. And then three, have the courage to ask for your value and stop loudly complaining that you're not being paid your value. Why don't you loudly ask? Take that same energy that you're spending over here, complaining and drinking, and put it right back over here and say, what do I need to do to grow my courage and, and get clear on who I am and, and, and give myself permission to want to be more and, and know that I can actually do the job that I'm complaining about um, not having, and then just ask my, for your value. Absolutely. And I mean, if you're spending that much time complaining at work, turn turn that complaining into ways to show your value to your outside network, and then they'll see your value and they'll pick you up right away. You'll, you'll get job opportunities when you're not looking. If you're authentic to yourself and sharing value, and if your company don't, doesn't see that, they'll lose you. Yeah. Yeah. Most people are loyal to, to dysfunction, but go ahead, Renee. I'm sorry. No, I love what Linda said. Get off the scratch and dent shelf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know when we and 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 christy i mean again this is why people love you coming on here speaking the god's honest truth because yeah. we do have a lot of this you know endless complaining and all of this and that and i i see it being a recruiter you know yeah. i see the men say this more often than not not all the time but very often the guys come in, it's like, this is what it is. This is, and they negotiate and go back and forth. And I could almost, you know, when the women are doing it, I'm, I'm like, ask for more, you know, in my mind, like you need to ask for more. Um, and they don't. And just overall, and, you know, you talked, you touched on this last time a little bit about the reasons why, you know, our childhood, all these different reasons why we just don't negotiate we don't you know it's not the same it's not the same the guys are like you know to chris's point i'm 200 that's it i'm 250 okay it's not the right fit it's not the right fit and they move on yeah you know and then you know sometimes women just take anything or it's so low yeah so i'm glad you're bringing that up but you know it's interesting because i watched you know i was at home well i was at home last week and so we were talking about my niece and them dishes look let me tell y'all something somebody bought my niece a dish set just like the sink with dishes in it i'm like where did that come from like do y'all not know i just i put this on blast in public (laughs) in a linkedin live somebody bought the baby a a sink only renee in addition to the sink that she already got with dishes with dishes in it so i said the baby doesn't wash dishes she's three the baby builds robots she said 
I don't build robots. I wash dishes. I said, what? <laughs> right? So I said, no, the baby doesn't wash dishes. The baby builds robots. She said, I don't build robots. I wash dishes. So I looked at her mom. I said, this conversation is upsetting me. <laughs> you know, like, and, and, and she's a little feisty because she acts like me. Bless the baby. But she was fighting me because these are her toys. Like I am, I am bringing in a new script. And at three, she's already locked into I wash dishes. And I'm like, we're, we're, we're creating a Harvey, a Harvard, you know, or an Ivy League undergrad. And this baby talking about she washed dishes. I'm going to throw, I'm just going to her room and just throw it all the way. They lucky I ain't do it. I'm going to do it at nighttime. All that's going to be gone. And the baby's just going to have robots like, uh, like Iron Man three. Uh, you just have all the stuff in the room. Uh, from Tony Stark. We're not doing that. Um, but we, when they were at my, uh, we're at my cousin's house, a little boy, they were taught to give. So the girls are just taught to share whatever the one thing they have, they have to give it to somebody else and share. But she was with my cousin. I think he's six now. They were playing. They both were satisfied. So when he gave her something, he had to get something. So there is an exchange. As opposed to the little girl who's just taught to give the one for the boy, he's taught to exchange. So when you think about negotiations, we think that we just have to give the one. And Chris just talked about in negotiations, men understand that there can be a back and forth. There can be the I can play with the red balloon and the yellow balloon, as opposed to teaching the girl to give her one yellow balloon to the boy. She has nothing. I was watching all this play out and I'm like, man, I can find a lesson in anything. But that's the thing in negotiations is women are taught either I have to grab this $100,000 or, and and then, because that's the only thing that I have because I don't even know what my value is. And the men are like, my value is 200 because I can, I'm not loyal to dysfunction. I'm not loyal to low value. I can go find this somewhere else. If you don't like it, I'm going to go somewhere else. That was a long story, but I thought it was it was interesting because a lot of it again starts long before we show up at work. Yeah, and if and if we can see that, Renee, we can one teach our kids and our and our cousins and and you know the people that we care about at childhood to be different, so we're not repeating the same thing that they talked about fifty years ago. The same cycle, so so true. Couple comments here. Um, before I get to Tyrone, and Tyrone said, make sure he made a good comment up top when I said Tyrone made a comment. He's like, make sure you use that last name. <laughs> He's like, I don't want my, because we got, we got Tyrone Webb on here. We got Tyrone Guiden on here. I think I pronounced it. He said, before I get in trouble, <laughs> identify, identify which Tyrone is posted, but I, before I get in trouble with my wife. He's like, listen, don't get me into any problems. That's but so um, Tyrone says, the court Tyrone guidance says what what's so now the next question is how do you measure your value? How do just you measure add, it? Just add 40% or double it. There is there is no algorithm. Cool. There is no I got this. Just double your number and ask for it. I mean when you think of it, everyone is a unique combination of their experiences, their background, their cultures, their views. Um, there there is no two sets about it. Once you start combining all that together and you're averaging it out, then you're taking away value from some and you're adding value to others. So you have to decide if you want to give up your value or if you're going to go ask for more. 
And it, it's all about that story that you tell yourself in your head. If you keep telling yourself that you're undervalued, guess what? You're going to undervalue yourself. If you keep telling yourself that you're worth more and you deserve more and you go out and get more, guess what? Christy does it all the time. They get more. There, There is no, like, I have a lady who, you know, she was a principal. And I was like, I've never seen somebody so misplaced ever in my career. How do you have all this greatness? And so I said, your value is 625. She's making a little over 100 right now. Your value is 625. Let's go get it. It's infinite. There is no, there is no, like, cap is how much can you ask for and can you get somebody to touch and agree? You know what the problem is, Renee? Y'all touching the wrong people. So if you're at 200 and and I told the lady, you're at 200, let's go get 525. She was like, what? I said, let's go get it. Can you agree with me on that? She was like, uh, okay. She thought 200 was a lot because she made more than everybody that was around her. She was the biggest fish in the pond. So they were like, so if you're, if you're making 85 and you're looking at her at 200, and you will say, well, girl, don't you have enough? Aren't you aren't you happy enough? Because you know what happens when you go over there and you make more money. They're going to work you to death. And you don't want to be worked to death, do you? No, I don't want to work harder because you know what's going to happen whenever you get that. You've never been there. How do you know they work harder? $85,000 a year. How do you know? You're lying. You've never been there. You don't <laughs> even talk to people who do it. You're lying. Okay, so let me pull it back. Let me be professional. <laughs> So what, what isn't it the same thing? Like if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So you're if you're the most ex- the if you're room. the most expensive person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So so we said okay. So she, when she asked for five twenty five, right? I just, I wrote the script. I said just read the paper, girl. Read the paper. Just I just I'm gonna type it out because her nurse is so toe up. Make up my math. My total comp requirement is five hundred and twenty five thousand. And then the CEO, you know what he said. He said, I see you've been doing your homework. Nice. Right. That's it. Pow. But if you say 215, that's what women do. 215. Then you're mad because you hoped that Chris would say, no, lobster. <laughs> <laughs> you ask you 525. Chris say, so. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up and get in quick. <laughs> It's like an option, right? It's like an option. The man said, listen, listen, y'all. I mean, if y'all get this, this was so good. The man said, there is no difference between 200 and 20. I'm taking the 20. The woman said, what's wrong with the $20? (laughs) So when y'all are negotiating with men, men like this, cool. So 85. I'm not going to ask, well, is there anything else that you want? Take the $20 lobster off the plate and offer Chris the 200 Chris say, well, that's, that's the price. That's is, is, is one plus one is two with men. Women are the women that are complicated. Well, what's the formula in statistics that I got an F in? I had to take stats three times in college. Like what's the A times B equals, you know, times AB squared times X equals whatever. I never, uh, you know. I just never got it. We're the ones that are complicating it and creating these algorithms that we're never going to win in. And it's all in our head. Pick a number and ask for it and ask somebody who makes more money than you. But this is the thing. Everybody knows that you have more value. The men will say, you know what? Renee trained me. 
I want an extra 30%. Renee's the best. Well, you know, when you make that 30%, you're going to be making more than Renee. And what? Renee just didn't ask for it. I've been trained by the best. Give me my money. And then the man gets it. And then the woman is like, how in the world did the five men that I trained for the past five years now make more money than me? And I work for them because they asked and you didn't. And they're using your name, Renee, (laughs) to get the raise. I was trained by the best. Renee trained me. So y'all already know I'm Trump tight. (laughs) Give me my money. And they be like this. You know, you're right. Because Renee trains the best. And when Renee trained people, Renee has... Train Chris, Tom, John, and and Sam, and they all performing at a higher level. We welcome, and Renee on the bottom talking about what in the world happened. Never asked, never. So the asking is the big, big component. That's it. The asking and the confidence in the asking. The confidence. Well, that's what that's what uh, Christy said earlier. The courage, getting that courage up. When you anchor into what you want, they'll give it to you. But if you walk in there and be like this, so, um, so you know, I was thinking that, uh, you know, and I talked about the client earlier between the 200 and 525, I had her practice. So I was like, ask me. She was like, hey, I can't wait. You know, I know I'm going to do a good job for you. I said, why are you asking? The man likes you. What are you talking about? Do it again. Hey. I know I'm going to come over there and do a good job for y'all. And I can't wait. What are you talking about? Why do you sound like a woman right now? Ask for your money. Say it again. Hey, she said, Chrissy, I just, I said, okay, let me just type it for you. Hey, hey, John. Um, I can't wait to for the potential to work with y'all because y'all ain't paid me my money yet. I can't wait to have the potential to work with y'all. And I know that I'm going to assist you with solving your problems. My total com requirement is 525. You've sold yourself already. You've gotten to the point of the ask. Why are you continuously selling yourself? Why are you continuously muddling the conversation? We're in the money conversation. Why are you begging? Why are you walking in and say, I know I'm going to do good work for y'all. I can't wait to be on the team because I'm going to do this. We are. We did this already. You had five interviews. You've done that already. Just ask for your money and ask largely. Don't hesitate to ask largely. Tie 15% before you show up in the conversation. Sow a seed in somebody. So you can, that's, that's my preacher showing up. So the, the preacher is coming out. <laughs> it took 30 minutes. It's here. Yes. <laughs> Buy somebody's groceries before you go into the money conversation so you can sow and then reap. <laughs> oh my god this is so much fun someone wants to know and i don't know who i gotta pull up my linkedin on this when can i receive this training people are like i hope she's back have her on more what's going on you know and i like i said i've been begging to get you back but you're a, bit, a, a, a very busy woman obviously oh my so, gosh don't you have that I, that uh, mastermind in the in the caribbean uh, yeah, so if, if they go to, uh, you can go to change. Let me let me type it in. Where's the, can I type? I can type in the comments. So, yes. so okay, here it is. www.changenowwithchristy.com. Last time it didn't work, Renee, without the www for some reason. LinkedIn be tripping. But it's changenowwithchristy.com. Y'all will get on my list and then y'all will get updated on the one day event that we're going to do. It's going to be in May. And then I have a three-day mastermind uh, coming up in April. 
So if you go to changenowwithchrissy.com or you just send um, send an email to say three day to support at chrissyrutherford.com, uh, my assistant Marty will send you all that. So support at chrissyrutherford.com, just say three day. Marty gonna be like, and I haven't told her, right? So people are gonna be sending her three day right now and she gonna be like, what is this? <laughs> I'll tell her when we're done. I make it up as I go along. But, um, but yeah, so I have a three day event uh, coming up in April, a three day mastermind uh, called Position Yourself to Win in 2021. And if you wanna get some information on that, again, send three day to support at chrissyrutherford.com or you can just... Um, Join my list at changenowwithchristy.com. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm going to start doing events. I'm going to do an event in Atlanta in April. Uh, we'll be in D.C. in May. And so uh, I'm going to start doing small events to just travel around and start to, to share this information because it's time to uh, it's time to get to it. So we're, we're going to have a lot of fun this year. I cannot wait for you to be in D.C. I'll be there front row. Michael says, Christy totally captured my last attempt at pay negotiation. It ended with, do you have an offer? So... It was, um, I mean, last time you were here, like I said, the people, let me see if there's any more comments in here. I know Gina King was making a couple of comments, how she tries to talk, she talks about money up front. Um, <laughs> she said, Chris was eating a gas station lobster. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, whatever. They look the same. They look the same. They look the this same. Questions. Men aren't asking no questions. They're not going to be like, why don't you see that? Why don't you see yourself at a higher value? Yep. Yes. When you when you when you come to DC, let us know for sure. Okay, I'll, I'll be there in May. So Gina, I gotta, I gotta go back to a beach. I'm talking about why am I in on inland? I gotta go find me a beach. So we'll see what happens. I'm making up as I go along, y'all. But it's, this is this is how I live. People are like, where do you live? Where my luggage? Where my luggage is? <laughs> where the luggage takes you? I love it. Gina says you came in looking cheap. Uh, what the hell did you just? Dis- dis- what did you expect? I talk yep. about this all the time. Um. And some another thing, you know, I just want to add in before, Christy, you jump in on this one. You know, I see it a lot. And I made this comment, I believe, the last time about in recruiting, because, um, you know, people don't realize how they they don't realize that when they get to the end, when it's offer stage, how much power they have. Because, like you said, with that woman who went through the whole process, you go through the process, they love you, they want you. They do not want to go out there looking for another person. They found who they want. They want to move forward. And when you hit them with the number, almost always things get moved around. I've seen it a million times happen where people are like, this is my number. And initially, like you said, the job was 150. Then it's like the person says 275 or whatever. And they're like, "Uh, to your point, give me a couple of weeks. We have to go, you know, regrade this role blah 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 for the right candidates when you're bringing when you are bringing that value into the company they will do it another point you made christy is around um having you know not being desperate not Mm -hmm. feeling you know taking the first thing oh my god a hundred thousand okay great you know i'm gonna get in and work work my way up (laughs) i see that happening all the time Mm -hmm. it's when when you and, and you just talked about it. Like, if you consider yourself to be top talent and you owe your value, people want top talent. They want people who know their top talent. They don't want a pulse. They want somebody with passion. I talked to a lady last week and 
I hope she's watching. She probably don't like me. That's okay. I'm not here to be popular. I'm here to be effective. And if I got to bust you in your head to get you to see how you showing up, I'm okay with that. But this is how I was in the military. One, and I'll say this, I have to come back to this popular thing, but. I was going to add real quick. Sorry, Christy. Christy's a military. Christy's like, boop, get it done. All right, go ahead. <laughs> I'm a former military officer. So one of my mentees said, Chris, you know what? She says, because it was me and it was another lady who, you know, we're, we're mentoring and bringing people along. She said, you'll, you'll bring 200 people and you'll drag the 190 across the finish line and you don't care how they feel about it. And once they get across the finish line, you've affected 200 people, but you've probably pissed off 190 until you've gotten them and you got to go drag some of them to bring them. She said, but the other lady will only get 10 because she doesn't want to make people angry. You get 200, but they don't like you. They like the results. I'm So I'm not here to be popular. I'm here to be effective. I'm here to, to bring money back into, you know, the communities that we're affect. I'm here to be able to change the trajectory of, of women and, and their lives and allowing them to keep and hold on to their marriages so they ain't walking in the house acting crazy, thinking that a man is going to put up with that. Some men don't. So when the women see themselves, uh, you know, through the program, probably like four, week four or five, they're like, oh, my God. I said, go apologize to your husband <laughs> because he stayed with your crazy ASS when you when you didn't even recognize yourself in the mirror. Who you think he slept beside every day? And then they have to have the conversation. And then and then they find out the men just want them to be happy. One of my clients yesterday tried to skip our, our meeting because they wanted to celebrate her son's birthday. And and her 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 kids and her husband like this. No, you're not. Uh uh-uh, uh, because because we already see the results. Every time you come back from her, you're you're better. We'll wait. Go go on and do the call. So she jumped on the call. I was like, why? She said they wouldn't let me. So this goes to whenever a woman decides to make herself a priority, the world will give you room to do so. Women are such victims of. I have to work, you know, from nine o'clock in the morning to seven o'clock in the morning. And my husband won't let me do this. And my kids won't let me do this. It's because you have not created any boundaries. You don't respect, you don't respect your time. So nobody else respects your time. But once you start saying, you know what? My lunch is from 12 to one. People will say, okay, when you say I'm going to take this time and I'm going to work on myself and I'm going to show you that I'm better. Your family will say, okay, we respect that. The problem is we're waiting for people to respect it before we request it. Absolutely. And and then uh, one of the things I like to tell people is that you have to fill your cup up first. Um, Just like on the airplane, if if it's going down, you have to put on your own oxygen mask first. Because if you're not there for yourself, you can't support anyone else. And if you try to half-ass it by trying to take care of everyone else first, you're just going to ruin yourself in the process. Yeah, yeah. Inbox me, Danielle. <laughs> um, so, so back to this lady. So she she said. So this is my smart. This is my smart. I'm I, like I went to Harvard Business School because I did. Um, I'm like I got some sense in this conversation. <laughs> she she was she was on my phone looking like a wet match. A wet match, you just you just soggy. You ain't got no energy. Tell them out, won't nobody hire you. I said, don't nobody want to hire that. <laughs> don't nobody want to be with that every day. Don't nobody want to look at that on Zoom every day. What are you talking about? Like, nobody wants to hire somebody with no, no oomph, no nothing. No, you just, you just got a post. In these Rona streets, 
in these streets with top talent, people are looking for people with passion. I said, I'll come take every job you apply for. I don't have no qualifications that you got. I don't even have the experience that you got, but I got passion. And when they say, Krista, can you do it? Yep. Oh, I'm going to crush it. I'm going to get in there and I'm going to solve the problem for you. And I'll take that job that you actually got 15 years experience in. Why? Because I got passion and because I believe it and because I want it. And you sitting in there like, so y'all going to give me a job or what? No. Denied. No. So it's not them. So this is what happened. So let me tell you what had happened. What had happened was she worked herself up the chain. Amazing. Rust up. Then she took time off to be a stay-at-home mom. And some people told her for every year that you're out of the workforce, I want you to address this, Renee, you lose $10,000 in value. So she she did this, right? So now she re-enters here and has not even worked herself back up to where this is, so she's resentful. See, there is a story behind why you won't get hired. It's not so black and white. I said, so, okay, okay. So everybody that you're talking to between here are not as great as you used to be, which pisses her off. She should not even be in conversation with these people because she actually exceeded them at some point in her career. So she's looking at the interview and got like this. Oh, you shouldn't be breathing the same damn oxygen that I'm breathing right now. Why are you talking to me? So there is resentment and they can feel it. So your lethargic energy and your attitude towards give me this job because I'm qualified, they can feel all that energy in you and nobody wants to be around that. So as I said, it's not them. Who told you? Women told her that she lost $10,000 worth of value. That's like I said, you're a $2,500 Valentino jacket sending freaking Ross with a $200 price tag on it. You did that. You put the clearance sticker on yourself. You took yourself out of the gallery and put yourself in a in a half price store with a clearance sticker on it. And you're mad at the market. The market didn't do that. You did that to yourself. It's like people that want to come over from like sales or business development. They were a VP and then they want to come back and start over as an analyst. And a hiring manager is going to look at you and be like, as an analyst? No, you're not going to stay in this job long. You're going to want to grow. And if I put you in this job, that means I have to refill it in six months. So no, you you transfer across from where you are. You learn all the technical skills that you're supposed to in the way, but you don't start over. You go back from where you were. Exactly. Exactly. You do this. You don't don't drop down and become a newbie (laughs) because it's a new area. It's like you're bringing soft, transferable skills that you've learned through management and leadership. They can train you at whatever this is going to be. But if you drop here, then again, it goes back to what you talked about, Renee. Nobody, and and Chris, nobody wants to go back and fill that job. They already know you're going to quit. Yep. Yeah. Because they're, you're overqualified. And then people get mad. So I, I know somebody was on here last time. And they're like, you know, I'm applying, I'm applying to these jobs. And when you're overqualified and, oh, I'm overqualified. Because you are. <laughs> you are overqualified for that job. Nobody is going to, a manager, if you have a, people say this to me all the time, especially in, uh, Christy, you talk about the, the degrees, right? So you got a PhD, you got all this stuff. And then you apply to these entry-level jobs. It's like the manager who's over you has nothing. Um, Gina made a comp. What did she say? No degree. The, your boy is the boss's nephew. No degree and so forth. The yeah. person doing the hiring is like, why am I bringing a PhD in here? Like this person, this, this person's way overqualified. Like I don't need all that. I just need 
this thing and then the person again to your point becomes resentful because you're going on all of these jobs that are just not the right fit for you it's just beneath you and then have the nerve to say my boss is intimidated by me because i got two degrees and he'll have one i said well you should be his boss what are you talking about like he's not intimidated by you you should actually be his boss's boss he's not intimidated by you the the stories that women tell are hysterical and, and people are so angry and they're mad and they're breathing hot fire. I mean, LinkedIn is prevalent with angry women talking ish <laughs> about a problem that they ain't never going to solve because they're spending all their time talking about why it's not going to happen and defending their limitations as opposed to going after it. Never. It's exhausting. I'll be like this. Y'all ain't tired. Y'all got to be tired. I'm tired of watching. I am so with you. Like, I see it and I'm just like... <sighs> Like I just roll my eyes half the time. I'm scrolling, scrolling. I was like, I can't even get into this conversation because why? Why are we? Why are we talking, talking, talking? T- go, do, go, <laughs> go! Solve the problem. Do the thing, and then you can bring up women. Um, you know, you can bring in women at the right rate after you're there. I remember the story that Oprah talked about, and she said that she, um, you know, when they kept not paying her and not paying her, she's like climbing and going up. And she said at the time, I think it probably was the 70s or 80s or whatever. And they're like, oh, that guy doesn't, you know, that guy has a family. He should make more, you know, all this stuff that's happening. Right. And it's straight up discriminating, you know, like she's doing the, her thing. And she was like, OK, OK, OK. When I get to the top, I'll make the decisions. I'll know how much to pay people. So it's like you have a solution in your head, like, OK, I, I see what you're doing, but I'm going to get to a point where now I get to make the decisions. And so, you know, the constant, some of that, it's just like, oh, so it's, I mean, it's refreshing having you on here. That's why I begged you, like, immediately, can you please come back? Because this is what I see all the time. And like, you know, people get mad. You tell them, like, you can't be out here bitching like this because then who wants to hire you? That's another thing. You're sitting on LinkedIn complaining the whole time. Who do you think wants to hire a complainer? Nobody. You're not a solutions-oriented person. <laughs> you are just bitching. And it's not like the hiring managers or the recruiters don't don't look at your profile. We're seeing everything. See what you're typing, see what you're posting, and then go, uh, this doesn't look like a cultural fit. There's so many people that are out there that, I mean, I, one guy I can think of in particular, especially with this whole election cycle, and it was just so much. And then he reached out, and I'm like, I can't even touch you. Like, there's nothing I can't. Yeah. place you even though your credentials are perfect nope. you're out here talking about this stuff so much that uh, as soon as any hiring manager they click on it's like you know yeah. all you're seeing is you know i hate Trump, blah, blah, blah. it's like blaring yeah. and it yeah. overpowers your actual credentials it's hard they don't yeah. see it from the other side. So uh, Pulin has a question. What if you're moving from private to federal? It's going from GS-15 to GS-13? That's the question. I want to say something about federal government, but I won't. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, it, it's, a, it's a completely different arena. Like, you know, a, a lot of people who are in the federal government move up through the government. So if they have, you know, if, if, if you're willing to bite that bullet, then then... It's going to be two things. Either that's what you're going to do to, to, to get your foot in the door because it's a complete, that's hierarchical structure, static, longstanding at its best, or find a federal coach who can coach you on how to navigate the process to get the, to get the GS-15. 
That's is not is not so black and white in the federal government as it is in corporate. You know, and even corporate is is, is still not black and white. It's gray area. But I suggest that you just find uh, somebody who works exclusively with federal government people to be able to help you navigate that process and check all the boxes that you don't know about um, to 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 do that for you. There's so many boxes when it comes to federal. Like I, I've mm. I stopped I've stopped even looking. Um, I'd rather work as a contractor um that works with the federal government then try to work directly with them yeah yeah it's it's there are a lot of boxes that you can check based on a million things and and my friend um actually talked about it in this uh in in the series that i ended up doing i was like dude i don't know what you're talking about but to other people so i know that there is stuff that you may not know um so i would just work with somebody to uh to, to help you do that yeah, it's so different. We have a um every every the last Wednesday of every month we have some folks that come on and they help people get into government and you know maneuver the government space and they're called Federal Career Connections. So yeah, that's another place to go. So people are you know Amen, Christy, yes, preach. <laughs> yes. I'm a prosperity preacher. I tell people I'm a prosperity preacher because people don't like it. Uh, I, I talked about uh, in, in the one day event, Renee, the, one of the ladies said, this convicts every part of my spirit, everything <laughs> that you talked about, it, it is convicting me. It, and it's because we're accustomed to having broke conversations. Right. We're accustomed to, to accepting less. We're accustomed to complaining as opposed to doing something about it. And the, the friend who agrees with the limited perspective that you have of yourself is your greatest enemy. If your best friend allows you to complain about your job and doesn't challenge you to do something different, that's your greatest enemy in this moment. Actually, it's in your lifetime. So we've we've become so accustomed to being in complicit bondage because we all in bondage together. Complicitly complaining about it, drinking about it. I did it in the military. We used to drink Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Took a break on Saturday and maybe we'll do brunch on Sunday to complain about how we were being treated badly. I expected to show up at work and 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 be treated like ish, or I expected to show up and, and fight somebody. I expected to have an ego game. And that is an acceptable life is to fight all the time. And so I remember when I resigned, you know, a lot of my mentees were upset and they were like, well, Christy, who's going to, who's going to teach us now how to fight. And I said, you know, I don't, I just don't think that we should be fighting every day. Why do I have to go to work and fight you? Like, I just don't think that we should normalize fighting. This is crazy. I, I love I love this comment here. Um, women are so competitive in cybersecurity because they're rare, scarce, like diamonds. But remember in life, like Tetris, when you fit in, you disappear. And that's yep. so true. And when it comes to showing your value and using social media, you want to use that to your advantage. You want to mm-hmm. show how you stand out, not how you fit in. And that's how you'll get attention. But we're taught as women to fit in to the collective group to women should be seen and not heard. You know, women should try to get along, try to get along with them. Don't celebrate too loudly. You're going to be braggadocious. Don't do this. Don't do that. So here we are, you know, have all these, uh, you know, these things that make us great. And so uh, and, and we don't tell anybody because, you know, we're braggadocious. Or we don't want to outshine anybody. That's programmed it to us long before we enter the workforce. And, and just the people in the workforce just reinforce what we think. And so women are just suffocating in the corner. 
And 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 the difference between the the men and the women that I've worked with, and and I tell people all the time, I've gotten more men promoted. One day when I have nothing to do, which I don't know when that's going to be, um, I'm going to count the number of men that I've been that I've gotten promoted, and and now I have to add that to the rack of women. Like I've been in the game for a long time. I know y'all think I'm a young tenderoni around here because I look real young, because I don't have stress, and I'm a little cute. <laughs> so. Um, uh, like I've been in the game for 20 years. Like this is writing scripts and 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 you know telling people what jobs to get and and having them resolve conflict with their with their managers and helping them see a greater version of themselves. I've been in the game for 20 years, and men, uh, some of the senior men that I've worked with, they're like they're like a piece of coal that they need just a little bit of squeezing, right? Y'all remember when Christopher Christopher Reeves uh, was Superman and he got that piece of coal and he squeezed it and then he opened it up and it was this huge diamond. The women are already diamonds. The men are cold. They just need a little bit squeezing. You'd be like, let me just squeeze you just a little bit. And then you reveal the diamond and then they go get whatever they want. The women are already diamonds, but you don't like me? Well, let, and my shine is too bright for you? You talking about me? Let me put a little bit of gold dust on me. I mean, let me put a little bit of cold dust on me. You like me now? Yes. Oh, you don't like all this diamond shine? Well, let me pretend to be a cubic zirconia. Do you like me now? We're taught and conditioned to be liked. We're taught and conditioned to be people pleasers. And if people don't like us, we shrink and we suffocate our souls and our authenticity and how we really want to show up to be able to appease other people. And then we're pissed off, angry, because we're pretending to be somebody else. So that underlying resentment... Um is what's getting us in trouble the more senior we become because don't nobody want to be around somebody with a sour face. Everyone needs a little Christy in their life. <laughs> Everyone does. And I think that Christy, I mean, you, every time you come on here, everything you talk about, I'm just like, you just take that. Like, we just need to sit down and talk about this slice and this slice and this slice because it is so true. Especially, I mean, you talk about the passion. You talk about nobody wants to, to be around the sour face. People don't get that. And yeah. I think, you know, what I appreciated about when you came on the first time, I was like, whoa, this woman kind of sounds like me. When you said, you know, Black women, you know, we own it. You know, like, we're should we be angry at times? Yes. Mm-hmm. But just being out here carrying, like, carrying that. Yeah. Being that angry person, who do you think is going to hire you? <laughs> who is going to hire you when you're coming in with all this anger? And so the bubbly, bright, passionate, when you talk about passion, yeah. that's all we hear about. Like Chris and I, every time we do one of these shows, passion, passion, passion. We want people that are passionate. We want people who are, you know, they love their job. They want, they want to do more. Like, I mean, you talked about, I think last time where the guys are like, give me, give me, give me, give me. And you have to go find a wet, you said, you call the person what? A, a pulse. <laughs> you said a wet match or a pulse. Like, and this, you got somebody in the corner sulking. It's like, why am I even coming to you when all these people are coming to like, give me, give me, give me. I want in, I want in, I want in. And then you have this person over here that you have to try to wake up. And so it kind of yeah. goes along with the whole, that sour face, that waking up, you know, all of that stuff. It's so true. Yeah. And, and you know, in the Coast Guard, I had, the, the, it's 90, 90, 95% white male, period. So most of the people who work for me were white men. I love it. It's great. They love me. We love each other. It, it was awesome. 
So if I got my three young, my, my three to four young white guys who going to crush it, they killing the game to this day because I still keep in touch. I expect excellence. And so I call them and check in. But anyway, these dudes are hungry and they going to go crush it. So I got three three white guys and we and I'm a sister. Does that make sense? And then I got one wet match in the corner, a black woman. And I got my three white guys who gonna go kill it. As a black woman, I, I'm, I'm gonna and look. Let's let's be clear in that. I'm a sister. I'm in this leadership position. I'm crazy as H E L L. Let's I got my seat at the table that I got to fight every. People always talk about getting your seat at the table. Look, tell me what's gonna happen after I get the seat. Because what I did not expect was I'm going to have to defend that seat every single day. We think that the fighting stops when you get your seat at the table. Oh, no, baby. Oh, the battle just begun. Buckle up, right? Arm yourself for for safety. Now the fighting is really going to begin. Now I have to fight to go to work every single day. And I got to do my job. And I'm mentoring 90 black officers outside of my office. And I'm and I'm talking to and I got to make the 160 people who work for me feel good. And I'm trying to create these national standards. And 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 now I'm busy. And I got my three white hungry guys saying, I'm gonna go crush it, Miss Rutherford. And then I got my white, my wet match sister in the corner. Ah, nah, sister. Nah, I'm I'm, I'm gonna choose him because I don't have the energy to go pick you up off the floor. Why is it my duty to come pick you up? Because you tired. I am tired. So somebody asked me on a, uh, it was on the uh, the Paul thing last Saturday. You know, what do you say uh, to, to black women when other black women won't help them? We tire. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in the Coast Guard, I'm mentoring all these people. I'm drowning and I'm on fire in the water at the same time. I got 3% oxygen left on my damn tank. Now I'm cussing. Because I, like, I can't, I don't have it. Save yourself. Like, you can't be mad at me because I can't help you when I got 3% oxygen left and I am about to die. And you're like, Miss Rutherford won't help me because she won't pull me out of the water. Sis, I'm laying on the bottom. Right? Like, I have nothing to give you. All that to say is, and this is what I recommend for women, join a women's networking group. And, and we're growing my company out. We're growing, we're expanding because it's, it's greatness over here in these streets. But join a women's group in your local community and, and go to the women of the Black Women of Power Conference and, and all these women conferences because you're going to have women there who can give you what you need. They can give you the oxygen that you need. They can give the nourishment that you need. But if you get your ASS handed to you in your organization, what makes you think that the sister who's two, three levels above you is right on the margin carpet? She's getting hers too. And she doesn't have what you need. And this is what happens is if you ask me and I can't give it, then that's going to make me feel some type of way that you just expose my secret that I'm drowning and I'm on fire. So now I'm mad at you for pulling back the carpet to say, Chrissy, you on fire. So, that, so that's a little attitude that people are getting when they're expecting for women to help them and they get mad and they're like, these women don't help me. It's because they on fire too. If you're on fire and you're getting it, she's getting it too. She's getting it three times as worse as you. So give her a little bit of grace, you know? Um, and this goes for all women. Women are catching it and we just don't have it to give. And so join a, a group on your own time and on your own dime. People kill me and they'd be like, Oh, 
my organization should pay for it. Well, the same organization that you say holding you down should invest in your personal growth. I don't think so. What what have you put in? It's it's so true. It is so so true. Some good comments here. <laughs> Ozzy. Ozzy, she says we tired. <laughs> yes. We're all struggling with the same thing. So true. It's so so true. Sometimes people are like, yeah. You know, you might not know your history. It's like we working. <laughs> we, we got the other stuff going on. Like that's not at the top of the priority. <laughs> you got uh, kids. You got kids. I got a job. I'm trying to play. <laughs> I ain't got. To, I got laundry to do. I this a pandemic in these streets. I got to go check on my family. I don't have time for this. People You're- have no idea. No idea. Um, I will share your info with other women and men. Yes. So Christy coaches men and I, Christy, you know, we could go on with you forever, but I know how valuable your time is and we're at two Oh five. So I want to be cognizant. That was so fast change now with Christy folks, you guys, you know, you're back because I know many of you are back because you were here the first time and you you saw the smoke coming out. You saw the fire. You saw the pow, 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 pow. That's why Christy is back here. And I missed Paul's thing. I was at um, the Power Up Women's Conference. So, you know, same kind of stuff. Um, But the cool, cool thing is that Christy has tons of events coming up. Um, Change with Christy. Men, women, London Livingston, he's the one that says he is sharing your info with men. He's sharing your info with women. Um, So thank you so much. Christy, please wrap up for us. Tell us how people can, well, you already talked about it, but please talk about it again for everybody who's, you know, joined us later on. Christy Rutherford is here. She's back. I'm asking online live for you to come back (laughs) again at some point. I'm putting you right on the spot. Um, so, you know, whenever you're available, please, please, please bless us with your presence. It's like you come in, you sprinkle, you you pal, you do all of that. And we walk away like, whoa, we need more of that. We need more of that. And so Christy has all, she has programs up, change now with Christy.com. Connect with her on LinkedIn. Um, somebody else is saying, I think this is a, oh, uh, London, London Livingston said he's interested reach out directly christy christy's work she's working 95 percent men in the military so it, you know it's men it's women it's both um a couple more comments here and then christy i'll have you wrap women are often raised to meet high expectations but, but are expected to have low standards mm-hmm. in their careers and in their personal lives yeah so it was a tripwire right like if, if you had a, a three-year-old like if my niece was sad for more than three days in a row and she never smiled, we, we would take her to the doctor and say, doctor, there's something wrong with the baby. What's wrong with it? I don't know. She's not smiling. She's lethargic. She's grumpy. She has not laughed. And it's been three days. And then the doctor goes back and he examines her and he's like, there's nothing wrong with her. He's like, no, it is. And we take her to another doctor and we get the final opinion. It's like, she has early onset of adulthood. <laughs> when did it become okay to be so miserable for so long? When, when did it become okay to, to sulk and be angry and complain for three days straight? When did it become abnormal to have joy like a child? At, at what point in our lives did, did it switch over to say, no, you can't be that happy. Now the expectation is stress and misery. Um, but, we re- but we relish that and we expect that in kids for them to be happy and have childlike joy. But then now, you know, as adulthood, when people see happy people, they'd be like, what's wrong with her? What's she smoking? You know? <laughs> um, 
It's like we should be able to have that childlike happiness and that and that childlike joy. And that's simply by just settling into who you are. Your weirdness is your greatness unrealized. The, the, the thing that you hide the most and you suppress the most that makes you stick out and be different is what people are going to be celebrating. If you what is what people are going to celebrate if you have the courage to just be authentically you. And and so. When when I left the military and then I had to, you know, do my refresh for the Chrissy 2.0, I wasn't necessarily um, nervous, but I was concerned because I bring the heat and, and I was showing up and I kept putting people in front of me. And my coaches would be like, Chris, you need to do some video uh, because your posts are bland and they're plain because I'm, I was playing it safe and I'm just posting quotes. And they said, you need to get on video to show people because one, you, you know, one of my coaches say your elevator don't go all the way up, like whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they say you talk with so much passion, you need to come from behind, um, you know, the, the, the screen basically and show people who you are. But I was hesitant initially because I can go ham on people, you know, because that was my that was my click. The military was my click. And that's where I was comfortable. But when you're stepping out into a greater arena, will people respond? So the 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 posts where I'm going in the most are the ones that get the most response when I'm being nice. Uh, you know, people don't even like it. They be like, what a heat. So uh, so so I really just it's this is just who I am. And, and I'm going to bring the heat everywhere that I go. And so I, I offer for you to have the courage to just be yourself authentically and, and strive to be as happy as you look in your social media post. And then the money is the byproduct of that joy. The fake well, well, smiling picture. <laughs> yeah, just, just don't post a grumpy picture on Facebook <laughs> or LinkedIn or any of that. But uh, amen, Christy. Thank you so much for coming on. We really, really appreciate it. And Christy, one other thing that people are saying that the change now with Christy.com website is not working. So if you need to just follow Christy, I put her, I put her tagged her in here um, in LinkedIn. So reach out to her and then you'll be able to send them whatever they need. Right. Uh, Hold on, let me uh, put it here. I, I just tested it um, and this posted it with the, with the HTTPS. Um, okay. There's a redirect, but it should work. Um, if not, try a different browser. But yeah, it works. Sometimes, sometimes LinkedIn LinkedIn trips whenever I put the uh, whenever I put that site in. But if you just copy and paste it into your browser, it'll work. Um, so just some some reason LinkedIn be blocking. Leslie says, oh, Lord, I needed this so much. I've been stuck pursuing my doctorate. God bless. You don't need that doctorate. You don't need that doctorate. Just go get your money. You don't need that. Just, just ask for 50% more than what you work, what you want right now. Just ask for 50% more. Close, close the gender wage gap with your ass. You don't need that doctorate. I'll say this and then, and then we'll jump for real. You're like, I gotta go. Um, all degrees aren't good degrees. So a lot of times senior women say, in order for me... Thanks, Linda. In, in order for me to work less, I need to go get a Walmart job or I need to take a pay cut. This is what women say. One lady was like, I'm going to be a sheep herder, right? But men say, I'm going to go join a corporate board. The complete difference. If a woman wants to do less, she's going to become a Walmart greeter. This is what women say for real. I need to take less money in order to work less because I'm tired. Men say, I'm going to retire or I'm going to leave the job and I'm going to go and, and um, capitalize on my IP and I'm going to become a board member. 
and I'm gonna get paid $150,000, $300,000 for working once a quarter or, you know, yeah, two days a quarter. So the complete difference in how men and women see themselves and women think that they need something different. You don't need a, You don't need another degree. You just need to own the value that you already have and put a price tag on it. Just ask for 50 percent more. That's it. Is that <laughs> just ask? Y'all already make y'all ain't making enough right now. Just ask for fifty percent more and you'll get it. <laughs> Christy, you are awesome. We cannot wait to have you back again. Thank you so so much. As usual, you brought the fire, the smoke, everything. You put it all in. Somebody said, I think I said sprinkles, which I didn't mean to say sprinkles. He said Tyrone, Tyrone got it. Sprinkles, no, that was a ton of knowledge, passion, and wisdom. <laughs> that is the truth. That Thanks, is the truth. So, Christy, thank you again. Um, everybody, follow Christy. Connect with her. Go to her conference. Go yeah. to her. I mean, if she's in your town, I mean, it's like a no-brainer. If she's having the, the April one, there's one coming up, go. The value <laughs> that she drops for, for, for that short period of time is amazing. In an hour, right? So, eight hours of this. Think about what you'll get. Just... Just uh, so y'all can connect with me on LinkedIn, follow me on Instagram, but you can copy and paste the change now at Chrissy.com. It should work. I just tested it. Uh, Chris put in the HTTPS link. They be tripping. But um, again, ask for 50% now more than what you're working, than what you're making right now. And a lot of times when they, people think that they have to leave their job, but a lot of, but when my clients say, you know what, I'm going to leave my job, their organization immediately counters. Because your organization knows that you're working for 50% less than you than you're than you deserve right now. You just haven't asked for it. And and you know, Renee, people will, it is, it is cheaper to keep you. It is cheaper to pay you that extra fifty thousand dollars or the hundred thousand dollars than to they're gonna you. end up paying me. <laughs> then they pay me. Exactly. <laughs> to go it's, find another you to somebody that makes twice as much and what I can pay. So it's so cheaper to keep you. Just give it to me. You just got to ask for it. Awesome. Awesome. Just yeah. ask. That should be that. Just ask. All right, everybody. <laughs> Have a wonderful weekend, folks. And we'll see you next time on Breaking into Cybersecurity Leadership Edition 2.0. Bye, Christy. When Christy comes on here, I start yelling too. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man.